In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine... Well, very little, actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Eric Johnson. And I'm Emily Jones. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com. And you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play Music. Today, we're talking about UHF, a 1989 movie starring comedian-slash-musician-slash-ageless vampire Weird Al Yankovic. This, that's fair. He does look... He does not he age. He does not age. It's, it's weird. scary. Yeah, he's like... Um, Keanu Reeves, same thing. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, or uh, I was going to say Rob Lowe, but he actually has started to look a bit older recently. Rob Lowe has aged, but he just keeps on smiling, so he always perpetually <laughs> looks 10 years younger than he is. That's fair. <laughs> Um, Al stars as George Newman, who comes to own a local UHF TV station where he's expected to crash and burn. But with a little help from a pre-Seinfeld Michael Richards, George devises some truly inspired and often musical television programming. It's shocking to me that Weird Al would have music. I know. I'd say. I, I hope you can handle that. <laughs> UHF barely made its budget back at the box office, and Weird Al Yankovic never made another feature film. But today, it's considered a cult classic, and yet I have never seen it. Yeah, I was obsessed with this film when I was younger, and uh, as I mentioned at the end of the last episode, I, it's been several, several years since I've seen it. I'm a little bit worried. So it this might is an not... adventure for you, too? <laughs> it is. It, it's been at least six years since I've seen this movie. Oh, man. But... I was I but when I got the DVD when I was about 12 I must have watched this movie like 5 6 times in the span of a year like it it was it was like I would, perfect age for Weirdo Yankovic fandom I would I would act shocked or mock you except that that's true for so many movies for me that <laughs> I In- including into your 20s that you rewatch conti- <laughs> continually are you kidding me like there's stuff I still watch constantly so which I don't understand how you pull that off like when you're a kid you have nothing to do and like you know you can just like watch the same DVD over and over again but I, I feel like I don't know I always feel like I'm too busy to rewatch the same movie you know as an adult but well I do it when I'm like doing stuff that I don't need to pay attention to oh, okay. the TV. Like I have a very so when you're like doing dishes and stuff. Yeah, I have a doing... very tiny oh, okay. I have a very tiny apartment and I can see my TV from nearly everywhere and hear it from absolutely everywhere. Okay. So yeah, like I put so, on... that, that's the thing. I, I don't yeah. I don't watch movies while I'm doing anything else. I'm all like laser focused in on if I'm watching a movie. So okay. D- yeah. different, different I mean habits. if it's that a new if sense. it's a new movie I've never seen before, I'm laser focused in. But if I've seen right. it if it's if it's a Harry Potter movie that I've watched eight million times, I'm no, I absolutely have it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Or right. like I'm homesick or something. Because I get right. sick a lot, you will recall. <laughs> so All right. Well, uh, On that since note. I'm not, yeah, I don't know how to transition out of that. So let's just go watch UHF back after the break. Hey guys, Emily and I are off watching UHF, the 1989 Weird Al Yankovic movie. Indeed we are. And, uh, so normally we'd be talking about spoilers here. I mean, this is not a movie where the plot quote unquote matters. 
Um, well, but I mean, you don't want still, pu- you don't want punchlines spoiled for you. We're still going to be, you know, picking apart every little you know joke and music video within this movie. All the uh, deep layers of meaning in the Weird Al Yankovic movie. All the 1980s pop culture references, all of that. <laughs> so really, you should go watch this movie and enjoy it on your own terms, and then come back and uh, join us for our discussion about it. So if you want to see it, and unlike me, you do not have it on DVD, you can rent it from Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, or you can buy it from all four of those same places. It's $3 to rent, $10 to buy, super simple. So go check it out, and then uh, come back and join us for our discussion. And we're back. We just watched UHF. Uh, before we get to my thoughts on this movie, Eric, why do you love it so much? Or maybe why did you so much when you were 12? I'm I'm so glad to report that this movie holds up, at least for me. Um, oh my gosh, I just going back to this movie is, is always fun for me. Um, this is not exclusively true of UHF, but I think this movie was one of like the foundational parts of my like geekdom about like mashing up pop culture about uh like very referential pop culture so the simpsons was also a really important part of that um and weird Al yankovic's music was it was a was a part of that so this kind of feeds into that same that same style um later on the early seasons of family guy you know kind of kind of reinforced it as i got a little bit older um and so for that reason i feel like the thing that i gravitated most towards on this viewing was the uh the movie parodies so uh-huh. we had gandhi 2 you had the yeah, the rambo parody you had conan the librarian there's, indiana there's so jones many... which is what it started on that was actually my first comment that yeah. i wrote down was oh the raiders so... of the lost dark parody <laughs> yeah well when you said it was like a movie parody like i wasn't sure what you meant exactly like whether and it was like oh okay so this is going to be one of those like we do clear movie parodies yeah. Well, and also that that was timed very specifically to this movie came out the same, I think the same summer as The Last Crusade. Yes. And so when they were doing trailers for this movie, they they went through pretty much that whole scene up until you see Al turn around. And so like, it seemed like it might've been a teaser for an Indiana Jones movie instead. So Ah, if you weren't paying too close attention to, you know, the little details, like his giant curly hair, but (laughs) yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's just to kick things off. I feel like that was something that um, had a lot of uh, definitely nostalgic value. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of the many, many weird turns this movie takes. But uh, <laughs> first, uh, wh- what did you think of UHF? Uh, I mean, uh oh, <laughs> I don't have any like I don't have any like problem with it. Like with, with the Big Lebowski, where I was like just kind of super bitchy. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, I wasn't that. I wasn't particularly taken with it either. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I, 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 like I, I see it. I get it. But I'm just kind of like, okay, you're <laughs> oh right. You're you're a weird little movie, aren't you? It definitely <laughs> is that. Uh, this is a movie, and I, I knew this for sure when when we were just recording the intro. Like right before we were recording that, I was thinking about just all of the very weird places this movie goes i mean it goes to weird places that's true this is a you know save the station movie in classic kind of 80s tradition of just like <laughs> team up against the big corporate bad guy oh my god I, yeah i'm in music a note about videos. that it's like why is that such a thing i don't there know how many music videos i have to say like that's true it was, it was mainly beverly hillbillies um was, was the main one which yeah 
which I got excited about it when it first started because I was like, oh, hey, we're about to do a Dire Straits parody. Like, all right, this is fun. (laughs) And then, like, I don't know. It was kind of, like, weirder and less coherent, I feel like, than the few Weird Al things that I know Mm -hmm. where I was just kind of like, I don't get, like, I don't know why we're doing this. Like, I don't. So have you seen the music video for Money for Nothing? No. That that's why it doesn't that 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 I mean, music no, video doesn't assumed, hold up anymore. I, I assumed that the music video was like was similar to the music video for the actual. It's identical. Right, it's like so, they, they recreated every angle of of that music video and like did like right, a whole no, like shot I, for shot I, thing. I assumed <laughs> that that was the case, like because yeah. I've seen other Weird Al music videos where it's yeah. like very exactly or very close to a shot for shot remake, but like I just mean the be- I was more the like the lyrics and the Beverly Hillbillies thing. I was like, this doesn't. I don't Why know. Is this is weird. This doesn't make any like, sense. Like it's. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. generally true of a lot of Weird Al stuff. Is sometimes it seems more motivated by like, hey, this is a really funny rhyme, or I have a lot of jokes I can write about this. Then like, this needs to be said. So like, on one of his more recent albums, he did a White Stripes parody called CNR about Charles Nelson Riley, one of the panelists on the Match Game, the 1970s uh, game show. And there is no reason to mash up the White Stripes with Charles Nelson Riley, And yet it is like, it is one of the funniest things anyone has ever done with like the White Stripes sound. Like it sounds like a White Stripes song. That's just kind of the way he operates, you know? No, I know. But like I said, and I don't know that many uh, other Weird Al songs. In fact, I think Weird Al in general is like also on our list to do a podcast he episode is. about. Yep. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I am I am familiar with the... Um, with the idea that like they don't actually make sense but they're just like they're just very funny and like they're based on like a really funny rhyme like for instance i mean i feel like the one i know the best is the star wars one and which one there's a couple the episode one the the american pie anakin thing oh my my this here anakin guy maybe vader someday later now he's just a small fry Left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye, saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. And like, I mean, it's clear like why those like words and rhymes work really well within that song. Like Anakin, American, like you, like I, I, right. I can. It's it's a total non sequitur, but I can also like see where it came from. And I don't know. I you guess can see I don't. The, you can see like the, the the genesis of that parody. Yeah, I can see how you thought like American Pie, Anakin guy. Okay, yeah. I can make a song out of this. And like I guess with this, I'm just like, I, but why? Like I don't. <laughs> I I don't know. I I didn't get it. I I can't help you there. No, I mean like. <laughs> Weird Al works in mysterious ways. Yeah. and um, But I think one of the things that's, that's so funny about this movie, especially watching it now a little bit older, is like it's kind of slow for the first like yes. solid 30 minutes. And then when Michael Richards comes in, like I, it was a noticeable like I, I went from being a little bit worried about, you know, am I still going to like this movie? Being, <laughs> oh, right. I like this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stanley Spadowski coming in. Yeah, I actually I thought it was funny. um the way that he ends up being the star, just kind of like mm-hmm. walking in like by accident. Uh, 
Because I feel like, isn't he one of those, isn't Kramer one of those characters who you always read about, hear about, whatever, who, like, wasn't necessarily supposed to be, like, like a core cast member? Yep. And, like, he his, like, role became, like, it got increased because he was so he funny He kind of got, like, Urkelified. Yeah he, yeah, he became, like, the fan favorite. Or yeah. very similar to his character arc in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here in, in this movie, I mean, it's sort of like this... Um, in the in the Weird Al universe, it's the idea that you can go to this like dive bar and everyone at this bar is watching the kids show. How do they find it? Why did they start watching it with the sound on? Who cares? You know. So it there's sort of matter. a uh, yeah. There's always this a constant, you know, additional level of weirdness on top of you know uh, on top of things like that. Yeah, I also feel like this movie contains the origin story for Weird Al's hair. Which is when he gets electrocuted. Oh, oh right. Well, that, that's the, that's the weird thing though is that he, um, as we discussed earlier, is an ageless vampire. Um, but he has changed his hair so much since this movie. Like you've you've seen what he looks like now, right? No. He got rid of the glasses because he got uh, eye surgery, and now he has like long, like way less curly hair. So, so like yeah, for the past like that's weird. Fifteen years since like yeah, since since like I was in middle school, since I became a Weird Al fan, he has not looked like he does in this movie. But obviously, this was like his look. This was the Weird Al look for like all the eighties and nineties. I think it was like right around the time of the episode one parody when he changed um, when when he when he got the new the new look. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know I am familiar with what he looks like now yeah. and has for a long time. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I guess the thing with this movie that I was thinking about admittedly some of this may be affected by the fact that there's a character named philo named after philo farnsworth and so i was thinking a lot about the simpsons and about futurama and sort of that style of um i don't want to call it like random sort of humor because i feel like that's a term that gets overused a bunch so like oh that's so random yeah it's a word that has no meaning at this point but but like i i really um I don't know. I really liked. I, I I like a lot in this this movie, and I kind of was drawing a lot of connections to a lot of animated shows that I like. I've just sort of this cast of characters who are sometimes very one note, who are just like there just to serve a very specific purpose. But um, everyone in it is so weird that taken together, like the you know the whole staff of U sixty two just becomes this this really fun character. I don't know. Was there anyone that you were especially like? Uh, other than other than Alan Michael Richards, who, who jumped out at you from this, uh, I mean, not really. Uh, Richie Aprile yeah. from The Sopranos was in it, though. Oh, as one of the guys who kidnaps uh, yeah. Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, Fran Drescher. Uh, yeah, I yeah, that, she was that in was this. one that I you didn't. Ma- I that was the second I note that, that I wrote actually this. was that you didn't mention she was in it when totally I saw her forgot. name in the credits. Yeah. Also, and this is one that you wouldn't know. Um, the karate instructor. Oh yeah, uh, Cooney. Yeah, he's uh, Long Duck Dong from Sixteen Candles, which is a horrible movie. I'm not gonna have. Yeah, you watch. I, I've seen Sixteen Candles. Oh, you have. Oh, I just yeah, I regret it immensely. Yeah. Oh, okay. I assumed that you hadn't because you haven't seen like other movies in that. Like you haven't seen Pretty in Pink. I feel like is on. I've not. List. No. I so the thing was, I'm a big fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So I saw Sixteen Candles in college, and thinking, it's horrible. Like, oh. No, Sixteen Candles. I was like, Candles oh my god, terrible. this movie is really bad. Oh like, yeah, Sixteen Candles is wildly racist into... and incredibly rapey. No, it's a terrible yes. movie. 
But yeah, yeah no. Okay. So, but that guy, that guy was in a significantly yeah. less offensive role in this movie. No, I just assumed you hadn't seen Sixteen Candles because you haven't seen. <laughs> By comparison, less offensive. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, not no, hard this... for the for, for this to be a comparison. That's true. Um, I, I did love. Dong, I did yeah. love. So I most of the shows I was or shows and ads and stuff that they did on the channel, I was kind of like, all right, cool. <laughs> you okay? Do that with yourselves. Go oh, all right then. Um, but I do. Like, like, what's I did, an example of one of the before you get to what you're about to say? Well, what's an example of one that you're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like all of them, but the one I'm about to say. Really? Okay. Well, what's the one you're about to say? The spatula store. <laughs> There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City. Spatula City. A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. I really the spatula store. I don't know. It was like bizarre and hilarious. I really liked the spatula store. <laughs> For me, it's it's Specialist City and uh, the Animal Show with uh, with the, oh, uh, the guy. Oh, see, no, I hate that a really? lot. Yeah, and <laughs> and that that might be kind of a point where where I mean, not that I wasn't I wasn't super into this movie before that happened, but like I have a really big issue with movies that like unnecessarily uh, like go after dogs. Like, oh. I yeah, I have a really big problem with like the gratuitous dog death that happens in a lot of movies. I mean, it's super cartoony, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a cartoon. He threw dogs out the window and like I don't know. I I I know that it's like supposed to be funny, but I don't find it funny at all. So all right. Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, I really I, really don't. I that that was kind of um I, I like that scene a lot. The the guy, unfortunately, the, the actor who played him was, I think, killed during the making of the movie. So he was supposed to be like a much more major character. Um, but oh, I think God, it was like sucks. a drunk driving thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why he just like shows up out of nowhere. And it's just in like that one scene with the, <laughs> with the Badgers uh, line. Which, which, by the way, since I only ever saw Treasure of the Sierra Madre this year, uh, <laughs> I, I now finally have the full context. I, I mean, I knew that was a reference, but I now fi- <laughs> finally have the full context for... <laughs> as soon as, as soon as he, like, there were badgers in the truck. I was like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. Cause yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't really take too many notes during this movie because it's kind of hard to keep up <laughs> with yeah. just all of the, Oh, uh, I also liked Conan the librarian. He's Conan the librarian. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? To be fair, yeah. okay, so I didn't hate all of them. I liked I liked Conan the Librarian, and I liked the Spatula Store. Hated the animal not, thing. The rest of them, I was kind of like, not the Rambo one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, it's I, I mean, it's like it's amusing. I don't know. I wasn't. I, I, I have a I have a, a lot of love for for the Rambo one just because of um, and this is like the very the Simpsons thing of just like him passing by the little guy in the booth that says like helicopter rides $20 on the way like that that alone just makes a scene for me it's in the middle of <laughs> the dramatic rescue oh w- w- when they're running to the helicopter he passes by a guy in a little booth that says helicopter rides $20 and he gives him a 20 before he steals the <laughs> helicopter that's that's good um but yeah and then like I said I didn't I mean I didn't hate all of these things I was just kind of like all right yeah Okay, well, show do this. What, what what about the actual sort of like the um, quote unquote drama of of the, <laughs> of the movie? I mean, it was as Very you are, as you already there. said, it was the like classic, you know, late seventies through the eighties, like yeah, the underdogs <laughs> underdogs take on the big establishment guy who's gets increasingly ridiculous. Oh, I think the, I think um, R J Fletcher, the the big establishment guy. I think he is 
fucking hilarious. Yeah, he does. He's a very good iteration of that trope, definitely. This community means about as much to me as a festering bowl of dog snot. You think I care about the pea-brained yokels of this town? If you took their combined IQ and multiplied it by a hundred, you might have enough intelligence to tie your shoe. He is Dean Wormer plus like every like evil <laughs> you know like club owner plus every I mean he is just oh, like yeah. everyone and rolled the, into the one. The teacher from the Breakfast Club, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Oh, also the the weird the dude who turns out to be an alien. Um. <laughs> somehow, somehow I was like. I was reminded of Beekman's World. Do you remember that show? I know the name. I feel like I... Is that a PBS show? Probably, because I watched it as a child and there wasn't much else I was allowed to watch. So, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I assume it was PBS. It was... Honestly, it was way too weird to be on, like, Nickelodeon or something. It was so weird. Okay. But something about, like, his whole weird setup with, like, the the bubbling potions and stuff. I was yeah. just like, my first thought was like, oh, wow, this is like, a, this is like Beekman's world. This is so strange, <laughs> which is not a show that I think about very often. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me now, watching watching the movie now, it reminds me a bit of uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, yeah. just of the, uh, all the crazy lab equipment, which apparently for that movie, they, they, they shot into some guy's house. Like they just got <laughs> found some guy who has that there all the time. And he said, yeah, come and shoot here. <laughs> come right, and shoot this movie with Neil Patrick Harris at my house. That's... <laughs> interesting yeah creepy um, a little bit i'm trying to think like of, why does he have all this stuff yeah he's, he's some weird guy i mean you know <laughs> lots of people collect oh, weird stuff this is something that you won't get until we watch my next thing on the list okay <laughs> um but well so uh it doesn't matter but there's just there's a musical connection <laughs> All right. Um, between now this I'm trying to think and of believe it or not, what, it what I am planning on having us watch next. Okay. You'll never get there. And <laughs> okay. it's so it's so dumb and weird, but that's all. My best guess is it has something to do with someone's outfit. Nope. No? All right, I give up. Uh, I guess I'll find out next time. But, <laughs> yes, you um, will. Then maybe not. I don't know, because you might not even like realize that it's I'll I'll bring it up next time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just Fine. remind me next time. Yeah, um, I will. <laughs> but I guess like the other thing with this movie that um kind of kind of jumped out at me from 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 this viewing was just the way that uh, Weird Al sort of parody. Uh, I guess we talked a little about this a little bit with sort of Beverly Hillbillies being mashed up with money for nothing just because. Um, but I feel like something that. Why Weird Al has, like, stuck around for, you know, what, 35 years now? You know, why he's been such a lasting force is just because of... 35 years. I feel like it is early 80s to today, right? Wouldn't oh, that okay. Be... I didn't know I didn't know that he first emerged in the early 80s. Continue. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think... And also, yeah, the uh, he, he started on Dr. Demento's uh, radio show, which was, like, a radio show of just, like, weird shit. Okay. And Dr. Demento, the, the guy, the DJ who, who gave Weird Al his start, um, has a cameo on, on the show as, like... Uh, I think Michael Richards, like, force-feeds him some whipped cream at one point during one of the cutaways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway... God, um, what a weird show that kids show is although based on um like like what my parents talk about kids the kids tv that they watched (laughs) like in the pre-sesame street world like it seems like there's a lot of truth there it's actually not that far off like a lot of a lot of kids tv in the pre-sesame street world 
And for a long time, Sesame Street was the only one not doing just was just like trippy strangeness and yeah. just like what what you like sure all the writers took a bunch of drugs and then just put kids in the room <laughs> let's look for a marble in a kiddie pool full of oatmeal all right <laughs> yeah the uh that you get to drink from the fire hose i think that might be my uh <laughs> my favorite moment in, in the movie is is just because like I, I know, obviously, he's playing the character Stanley and, and all that, but Michael Richards just commits so much to the role of Stanley being excited about this show. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I can, ne- I can never get enough of, or, or like the scene where he um, is going digging through the box of cornflakes just to find the free toy. Oh <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> he, he just and holds just, on like, that and idea. Then he just, like, for... hangs out and plays with the toy for a while. That was pretty funny. Oh look, it's a toy man! It's a toy man! Hey, you want to go for a ride? Oh, boy, is it fun? Here, I'll just tie this around your waist. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, no, I'll show you. No, I don't want to go for a ride. And it's just like he he's willing to just commit to the bit of just like, I'm just this guy who's really amused by swinging a toy on a string. <laughs> he takes something that's just like so stupid and childish. And he I, I feel like even though obviously he went kind of off the racist deep end, you know, later oh, yeah, in his definitely, career. Definitely off the racist deep end. It really makes me appreciate how talented Michael Richards is as just a comedian of just like being able to sell this character. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he can I was definitely say, sell crazy. What I was going to say, though, about like Weird Al is, and I will, this will probably come up if we ever, you know, if and when we do the uh, the full uh, episode about his music. But like, I think the reason he's had such staying power is just his, um, he, he is pulling a lot from stuff that's very like, quote unquote, timely, like it's very like situated in whenever he's making the stuff. So here, I mean, we're seeing stuff about, you know, Rambo was still pretty current. There's like right. references to Indiana to Jones, as you Indiana mentioned. Jones yeah. and Star Wars. And like, there's um, obviously Dire Straits. I mean, whatever music he's picking, the computer graphics certainly have not aged great, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they look just like the, the Dire Straits video though. Um, but at the same time, I guess because of um, I, th- I think Weird Al has a special ability to sort of have it be very much of the time, but also write the jokes and write write it in a way that it holds up a lot later on. Like I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of ways you could have made a movie like this where it's just like making fun of the music of the time and the pop culture of the time, and it would not at least for me would not like when I first saw this movie in like the early two thousands. Like I had never seen you know. Uh, shaft i had never seen you know first blood <laughs> you know but but th- there's a lot of stuff that i feel like is uh universal that's it's very much written to be appreciated even if you have no idea what's being parodied even if you've never seen that you know and i that's something i really like really appreciate about this movie a lot yeah no i mean it's definitely like uh it is definitely not like watching one of those stupid um like the later scary movies or like I never saw any of those yeah yeah they're not good or any of those any of those things where they make a like disaster movie vampire movie and it's just like and it's just like a bunch of like super lame sight gags about like movies that have come out in the last like two years and like or most of Family Guy's run like most of the past like 10 years of Family Guy like where, where it's more references and recognition and not as much jokes like i feel like yeah. without having seen first blood there's still a lot of jokes in the rambo parody that are still funny you know whereas i feel like a movie like this that would be made today it would just be like hey remember rambo remember that movie 
Yeah. Well, and that's what that's 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 definitely what a lot of these kinds of like movie parody type movies do wrong. And also, I think you're right. Like they don't uh, they don't have staying power for that reason. And like, I mean, I was not particularly like (laughs) amused by or taken with this movie, but it's not because its references were dated and like. I don't get exactly. it because it happened before I was born. Like it's the stuff it's, that I, the other stuff that I like that you, you were not taken by. Right. Yeah, Which is fine. exactly. <laughs> I just like, I mean, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't really get my humor or whatever, but like, yeah, no, no. My problem with it is definitely not like, Oh, I haven't seen all these movies that came out in the year before <laughs> this one was released. And this is literally just a mashup of like, lame visual references to all of those. Like, yeah. Which is yeah. what a lot of, a lot of parody type movies do. So no, I think you're, I think you're right about that. Yeah, so I mean, like, if, if when we ever get to the the Weird Al, like, a, an episode about his music, I mean, like, there's so so many songs that I heard first as Weird Al versions, <laughs> and only heard the, the including including Money for Nothing. Obviously, you know, I saw this movie before I ever knew who the Dire Straits were. I mean, I were I'm not going to subject you to it now, but I could go through the list of Weird Al like singles and like show you like I'm I'd be willing to bet like at least eighty to ninety percent of the of his song parodies I heard first as the parody version and then later went back and discovered that I enjoyed <laughs> as the original version. <laughs> That's um, wonderful. That's kind of like when you hear the, um, you, if you like scanning through the radio and you stop on a song that you like, and then you realize that it's actually the song that the hip hop song was sampled from. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. <laughs> well, that happened the, uh, the first time I heard, uh, this is, uh, I mean, um, I've got a wom- woman, Ray Charles, when you hear the, uh, the the chorus of that, and it's like, oh my god, Kanye West! <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 impossible to actually listen to that song uh, now without thinking of Gold Digger, which yeah. you know I, I like Gold Digger. It's it's it's, it's a fun song. <laughs> uh, your expression suggests that maybe you don't agree. Oh, but... I mean, no, I like the song. It's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I don't like any of the words in it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, I. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, it's, I, it's I don't an enjoyable disagree. song. Like, I, yeah, I'm not going to argue with Kanye West's right. ability, ability to make a song that is fun to listen to. Meanwhile, though, if you, if you uh, have a problem, as pretty much anyone should, with the lyrics of Blurred Lines, Weird Al's version, Word Crimes, is legitimately one of my favorite songs he's ever written. Oh, I think, you know what, I have, I think I've actually, I've seen Word Crimes. Oh, yeah, the music video for that, he's, yeah, it was like it went super viral when it came yeah. out a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, like um, very shortly after Blurred Line, like the same summer that Blurred Line. Oh, Lines yeah, was it, like... it was a very quick turnaround, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I think unless you have anything else in your notes or anything else on your mind about UHF, that about um, sums up my sort of... No, I don't really have anything else except uh, I'm wondering if a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, if like, could it actually be good? Like, I feel like it could. No, okay, so that's actually one you of the things I know it? about. Oh, no. no, 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 I have not tried it. I've not tried it, but I have listened to. I think it's probably the audio commentary for this DVD back, you know, years and years ago. Um, this movie turned Weird Al Yankovic vegetarian because he had to eat so many Twinkie Wiener sandwiches for the sake of the, that one scene where he dips it in the milk that he then was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So that he turned vegetarian, and he has been for the, ever ever since. Oh my god. <laughs> So no, a Twinkie Wiener sandwich is not good. Is no, what you're that's I, okay. I've never tried it for myself. So you know, if, if uh, I can't say for certain that it's not good, but I'm definitely not going I, to find out. I don't really <laughs> eat Twinkies, so like I'm not planning on finding out either. But I, I actually personally think Twinkies, just normal Twinkies, are kind of gross. Just like I, you know, without any hot dogs in them. You so. know, I'm not sure that I've ever actually had a Twinkie. Um, yeah. I've had the. Are you familiar with Tasty Cakes? 
I f- don't think I've... Are this like the honey cakes? No. No. Tasty, what, cakes, what Tasty, Tasty Cake is a brand similar to Hostess okay. or something, but it's it, it's based in the Philadelphia area, and like it's not that... You can find it elsewhere. Like I'm pretty sure there's a store here in Georgia that has them, but like it's not that widespread outside of the, the area where I grew up. Um, but uh, yeah, like I've had their sort like I've had their Twinkie knockoff or whatever. Well, it's yeah, I guess they don't really have they don't really have a, a precisely a Twinkie knockoff, but like they have similar things. They have something called a butterscotch crimpet that's okay. a similar concept, but butterscotchy. Like yeah, no, but I'm not sure I've ever actually had a Twinkie like of like. What are his Twinkie hostess or yeah hostess something yeah. like that little Debbie I don't know um, but... I don't I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's hostess and that's <laughs> yeah, because no, so never... Twinkies Twinkies will come back on another movie that's on our list so oh boy okay <laughs> yeah so Twinkies will come back on another movie that's on our list and uh, some music that happens in this will come back in the very next movie on our list. It's it's really bugging me, <laughs> and the thing that's especially killing me is that we're about to take a couple weeks off. This is the end of uh, season three. I mean, do you want me to tell you what the music is? No. Yeah, just t- tell me what the music is. Yeah, it's the um when the the blonde the girlfriend um uh-huh. when she comes into her house and he has like all the balloons and stuff like trying to right get her to take him back. Um, the music box that it, the music that the music box is playing. <laughs> Okay, it's from it's from the next movie on your list. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, which is why I said said you might not even catch it when you hear it. I absolutely not. (laughs) After all the times I've seen this movie, I've never paid attention to that music. Yeah, I only noticed it because I immediately was like, "Oh, it's (laughs) finally something I could latch onto in this movie. I gotta hold onto it." It's the minuet in G. <laughs> All right. So yeah, as as I said, we're about to take a c- couple weeks off here. We're gonna be back for season four. Uh, after after a few weeks, we're gonna record a bunch of episodes. So uh, we'll have to wait a little bit longer than usual to find out uh, how the minuet and G factors into our uh, next discussion. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, so, so when we do get back for, for after the after this break, uh, Emily, what are we gonna be watching? Well, you simply have to think the minuet and G. Uh, which is a joke you'll get in a couple weeks when we watch it. Okay. Um, because we are going to watch The Music Man. Ooh, all right. As, we're not real, like, I mean, I know there wasn't too much music in this movie after all, but we're not real, like, music kick. I okay, mean, we, we have... but The Music Man is, is actually specifically related to The Music Kick uh, because, okay. if you will recall, um, a couple episodes ago, folks, we watched, actually, it was just last episode, we watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Um, and Eric, I'm very happy to say, uh, went and binge watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, similar to how I did with Doctor Who back in season one. Except I wasn't allowed to binge watch all the way through. Yeah. I got a text message er- ordering me to stop <laughs> after a certain episode, which is really annoying. I realized I did it to you with Doctor Who, but still, it's really annoying. I know. But so there was a musical number. There's a musical number in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that I really love that's based on one of my favorite musical numbers, um, which is from the Music Man. And I realized Eric would not get the joke and that would be a tragedy Correct. to me. So, I make I made him stop. A couple more weeks. I just need to wait a couple weeks, and then I'll be able to get back to Crazy X. Which, yeah, spoiler alert. I guess for that episode, if you missed it, I fucking loved. So, um, anyway. which I'm very pleased with. So next time, Music Man. Until then, Emily. Where else can we find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports, and I'm on Twitter at Hey Hey ESJ. This is Giant Geek versus Mega Noob signing off for season three. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. 
For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.